0: Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queens Lead Podcast. Today, we welcome Megan Rogers. She is the owner of One Less Dress Professional Organizing. She is a mother and a wife, uh, born in Tuttle, Oklahoma, and currently lives in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Welcome, Megan. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I was really excited about today.
0: Awesome. Well, we're so excited to have you here. And uh, it is so important for us to shine a light on the women that are creators and influencers and the doers of This world. It's time for us to assume our position in leadership and then show what leadership can really look like and uh, how we can really impact Absolutely. life. So, thank you so much for being here. We're excited to hear your story. So, tell us a little bit about Megan
1: Rogers. Um, well, like you said, I'm um, a wife and mother, and I have um, two kids. They're 10 and 7. And um, I just really love organizing (laughs) um I I have um all my life even as a kid whenever I would play it was more of like styling and creating scenarios than it was like really playing with um Barbies or toys or different things um and so like as I grew up and became a you know a teenager that looked like um Hanging out at friends' houses and cleaning their bedrooms or organizing their closets, and their parents <laughs> loved me.
0: You were um, their parents' best friend, <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> their best friend. <laughs> or no, both. Yeah. You can come <laughs> over anytime. That's
1: great. Um, That's great. And then, you know, as became an adult, um, and would do it for friends and family here and there, um, and loved keeping my own little home. You know, very nice and neat and organized until i got married and had kids and then it was it was you know like oh all bets are off and um that was learning a a new normal but um we have lived in oklahoma um most of our lives and uh, did a short stint in nashville and absolutely loved our time there in tennessee and uh and now we are in guthrie we've been here about a year and a half um, and we just absolutely love it. We love this small town, um, feel and the, the community and, and how active, um, most people are here in this community. And, and it's really, it's really nice. That's awesome. So
0: tell me other than just your interest, uh, in organizing, what mm-hmm. led you to becoming the owner of one less stress professional organizing? What did that, that um, journey look like?
1: Yeah, so my background is in um, psychology and sociology. I have degrees in both of those areas. Um, And before having kids, uh, I worked in administrative type roles um, and really enjoyed that. And um, whenever my children were born, I decided to stay home. And I um, did several different like direct sales marketing type um, things that got me out of the house in the evenings and still let me have um, that Megan time um, that was really important and being, being something other than, you know, mom. And um, after, uh, I love the being with people, but I wasn't so great um, at the selling of things. And so I eventually decided that I wanted to pursue something that I could offer people out of my own knowledge base um, and that's whenever organizing kind of came into play, um, it was actually given to me in a dream. And, um, I, cause it wasn't something that I remembered that I was good at, you know, like okay. most kids are innately good at something like they gravitate uh-huh. towards, towards certain things. And I was trying to figure out what that thing was for me. It, I had, I still knew that I had that ability, but I didn't remember that it was something that innately was in me. Um, and so that, that dream revealed that to me. And, um, so I started researching all of the things, um, and uh, that's whatever it started coming into fruition in the fall of 2017.
0: All right. So it's been a good five years now.
1: Yeah. Yep. Five years Talk about
0: year. actually following your dreams <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah. following your dreams I love it yes
1: I love that part too
0: <laughs> that's amazing so you've been doing this since 2017 mm-hmm. yeah that's amazing
1: 2017. and it was just me for um the first few years and then in 2020 I started adding um, other women that work with me on my team. And so now we're a team of five
0: organizers. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, how was, uh, you know, I've, I've, taught, I've talked to a lot of business owners that uh, started up just right before or, or just be, you know, just during COVID. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine it, it would seem like your business would increase with those people staying home. <laughs> Did you see, were so, you quite overwhelmed so during up. that
1: time? It kind of did. We we closed for three months, and in, in the beginning, um, and then when we got to reopen in June, um, it did have a pretty big influx. Um, after that, with people being home and being in their spaces, and um, you know, either having have tried to do some organizing on their own and just not getting the result that they wanted, um, or they were now working from home, either. For short, as you know, the foreseeable future, or even some companies were switching to, you know, fully working from home forever now, they mm-hmm. needed to create that space at home that they could separate work, work and home life. So there was a lot of that. And then the other thing that coupled on top of that was, I believe it was August or September of 2020, um, the Home Edit came out with their first show. And actually, actually, that might be 2021. It was the Home Edit and the Marie Kondo series where they were very close together. So yes. that, that on top of people being home more, um, just really exploded a lot of existing organizing businesses. Um, so that was definitely um, a momentum period for us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine that uh, helping people get organized and creating those separate But same spaces was a huge, a huge need. There still is a huge need
1: for our community.
0: So uh, what would you say um, is for for another woman that's looking to find that balance and have that, like you said, that Megan time, but at the same time Mm -hmm. wants to start their own thing. Um, What's one piece of advice that you would give them?
1: Um, really, it's that going back to what your core—not values per se—but um, your core thing is that you're you're really good at trying to figure out what it was that you naturally gravitated towards as a child, as a teenager, or even young adulthood, whenever you felt yourself coming into your own and realizing, Hey, I'm really good at this thing or listening to other people who are speaking into you and letting you know, like, Hey, you're really good at this. What do people ask you to do for them over Mm. and over again? Or, you know, different people, if they're all saying the same things, like pay attention to that, listen to that and know that most likely you can take whatever that thing is and turn it into Um, a profit source for yourself.
0: I love that. I love that so much because I I can only imagine being a young kid who is not into the Barbies or the Legos or whatever it is the other kids are into. Would you say that this Skill or ability that you recognized over and over and finally realized is your thing was it something that you may have have thought of as a detriment when you were young or maybe you were (laughs) kind of awkward about like yeah I like to organize I'm 12
1: (laughs) yeah right no it definitely was probably something that was awkward um and especially especially being you know younger like under the age of 12 whenever kids still had play dates together and things like I didn't want to play in that normal way that, that kids play. And I, I wanted to have things the way they should be right. Everything in its place. <laughs> yes. um, so it was, you know, it's, it can be something absolutely that stands out that's different about you that you may feel like is awkward. Um, but it's going to wind up being your gift that you can yeah. share with the world. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. That resonates with me so, so much. I have just recently, maybe in the last year, began to embrace who I am and those things that I felt like held me back. Amy's too much for people. She's too loud. She's too wild. She's not for everyone. Nope, she's not. (laughs) (laughs) But now in my 40s, I can finally embrace and recognize that. So I love that you've come to to that place early at least it seems early and you seem pretty young to me <laughs> recognizing <laughs> that it
1: was a good thing you know definitely came in my 30s <laughs> right yeah okay but yes yes yeah for sure um and that is something like I really admired about you whenever I met you the first time I was like oh my gosh she's got so much energy and she's so confident and I'm like that's amazing I love that so oh, your personality, you personality definitely like is very unique to you and makes people remember you and that's great
0: thank you so much for that compliment i yeah i can't tell you how long it took me to finally embrace that it's okay to be only for that small percentage of the population (laughs) because there's a lot of people out there so um what's one thing that you wish you'd known before you started this business or entrepreneurial journey
1: um gosh one thing <laughs> there's, so no, many. there's a
0: million things you wish you could have known <laughs> right um uh,
1: i think to ask for help um uh, and that you you know it's okay to delegate um okay. as a, i think a lot of business owners are, are this way a lot of entrepreneurs um have that hard time letting go of control but especially as an organizer, I'm like, nope, I have all my ducks they're in my rows. And this is the way that I like them. Um, but no, knowing, learning and knowing your strengths and weaknesses so that you can be like, okay, this is this part of this business is not my jam. And so I'm going to outsource this. I'm going to, you know, hire an employee and delegate this task, whatever that is like, I would have known that in the beginning would have saved me a lot of headache. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's been a
0: huge thing. That's awesome. Being able to recognize that. Like, I think as we enter our thirties and on into the forties, we can finally stop and realize, you know, I could buy a life insurance policy online, but why don't I talk to someone who knows all about life insurance or all about, you know, I could organize my pantry, but I don't really know the first thing about it. I can hire (laughs) Megan to come in and actually knock it out with excellence. And, you know, she's been doing this since she was like a child literally
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely
0: (laughs) yes so what would you say what would you say is one of the one of the biggest challenges you face either in your industry or in the business
1: biggest challenges um it's probably one of the things that i like to outsource and so and that's why is marketing for me um so i am not uh, i'm not really good, or um, it doesn't innately come out of me to um, talk about myself or my business. And um, so lear- learning to network, learning how to market, learning um, those things have been the biggest challenges business-wise um, mm-hmm. that I've had to overcome. And the biggest part of overcoming them was just delegating them for me because it was it had there was so much time and energy um spent in trying to learn and it was still you know fumbling um Mm -hmm. along in that so that's probably the biggest one yeah in that way yeah
0: it's so important to to be able to hand those things off that that you once you replace yourself you take that level up and level up (laughs) over and over again it becomes a little more difficult but but when you we create those partnerships with the people you're bringing onto your team um, having those aligned values is so important it sounds like that's a really important thing in your life too is having the same values as those you you serve
1: absolutely yeah
0: So tell me about um, a client that you have helped. Tell me the story of kind of how Mm -hmm. that went.
1: Oh, it's really hard to pick one. Um, (laughs) So I think one of the ones and she has previously given me an okay to share her story and Um, we'll we'll call her Lisa Um, (laughs) she was a lady um, who came to me in I think 2018 Um, and she just was looking for like help with her pantry um, before her daughter graduated from college they were having a big party in their home and their pantry is always open and in the middle of the kitchen so she's like Mm. it needs to look as nice as the rest of my space for this event so we came and we, you know, she had the exact thing in mind that she wanted as far as the look. And so we were able to create kind of that um, that country chic um, mixed material look for her. And we cleaned everything out and got rid of all the old um, things. And every single pantry I've ever been in um, has at least one trash bag full of expired items. So don't feel bad <laughs> if you're in the same boat. Um, but so we cleared all that out and were able to put in all her design pieces, um, and put everything back and labeled so that anyone who needed to, if she sent someone into the pantry could come and, um, find those things easily. And she felt good about having a large amount of people seeing that part of her home as well. Um, and then since then, um, we've gotten to work through her entire home. Um, and we've touched every space. We, I've gotten to go to her workplace with her and and work in her workplace. Um, wow. and she is just a, a really super busy lady who, um, has such a heart to help other people that she doesn't set aside that time for herself. And I think that's where a lot of our clients fall into. Um, and then they need those nice efficient systems for themselves at home. And so that's where we step in and are able to create that for them as well. Um, and now we get to go every three to six months and do a little reset for her and refresh. Um, and so that's, that's what we really enjoy doing is creating that relationship with our clients Mm -hmm. so that we can touch all the spaces, create the way they want it to feel for them in their home, make their homes work for them instead of them having to work for their homes and try and find things. Or they're they're not going out and rebuying things that they had because they couldn't find the original thing and um, make that really flow really well for them um, and become a well-oiled machine so that they can keep living their busy lifestyles, um, having their kids, you know, in activities and taking care of all their work responsibilities and, and loving their people instead of worrying about what's going on in their homes. So, yeah.
0: So it sounds like to me that you're not just selling organization, you're selling a feeling of peace and yes. organization of knowing where that thing is and and not just what I'm hearing is you're not just coming in and, and organizing it your way. You're taking feedback from your client. Do, do a lot of right. people come to you with a concept or an idea or are some people like, I don't know, just fix it?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little half and half. Some people are going to come and be like, oh, I've already seen all this great stuff on Pinterest and I would really like to recreate this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we work with in that if they already know. Um, And then the other side of that is they don't know, it's just chaos, right? And so they need need help creating those systems. Um, And maybe it's not the most aesthetically pleasing, you know, thing in the world to look at, but something that works for them. So we have um, in our consultations, we work through um, a questionnaire and kind of like a workflow with, our clients, so that we're determining how they and their family live in that space, ah. um, how they use the kitchen. You know, um, maybe Saturday morning pancakes are their special thing. And so we're going to create something that's special just for that. So it's all in one spot and they can grab it and go, or um, they have spaghetti dinner every, you know, Friday night or mm-hmm. whatever's specific to them. Um, and then making it, making that system unique to them and how they live in the space um, Mm -hmm. instead of just putting in our, you know, one size fits all organizing plan. Because if if I do it or if we approach it in a way where we're just putting our idea of organizing in their home, it won't stick. Um, Mm -hmm. But if we create it in a way that they're already living in their space and the way that their brains work and see things, um, then that's going to be a more long lasting system for them.
0: Mm -hmm. So. That's so interesting. I love that you're, you're creating it to where it's something they can maintain on their own and or with your continuing services, you can come back in and yes. kind of revamp and make sure it stays the way you set it up in the first place. Yeah. Do you, do you find that there's a lot of psychology? I mean, you said you have a background in sociology and psychology, and I think we've all made ourselves feel a little better about our spaces by, by consuming a couple of episodes of Hoarders from time to time. <laughs> so we we've all seen the psychology that goes behind the mess have you dealt with some horde type situations or or things that involved major psychology that you got to use your background and your current uh, business to to help solve that problem
1: yeah so there's always a little bit at least psychology (laughs) and everything because people hold on to things for different reasons whether it's you know sentimental it's been handed down it's been gifted and they feel about getting rid of it, um, you know, and there, there's that little, those little pieces of psychology and that, that we talk through with them of like why it's okay to go ahead and let go. If it's not serving them, if it's not, like if anything has a negative feeling or you feel judged or Mm -hmm. (laughs) obligated, like this is your permission right here to say, Megan said, I can let this go and not feel bad about it. Um, but we have worked with one true hoarder. Um, a lot of people use the word hoarding very freely. And mm-hmm. um, there's just, it's very different from like, I mean, it, obviously we've all caught an episode or two of Hoarders. You see the real deal. Um, yeah. And there is a difference between what you see on that show and, and what is um, what is a true hoarder in real life. And then what some people will casually say, oh, I think they might be a hoarder or I have hoarding tendencies. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've done one and it was early in my career and um, I learned a lot. (laughs) Uh, So if if there is a true hoarding um, situation or experience or someone feels that way about themselves or a family member, The first thing that we always um, are going to share is that like, please um, seek a therapist or a counselor or somebody who can walk through the emotional side of Mm -hmm. that with them who is licensed to do so um, before like inviting someone into help. Um, There's just so much more there to unpack than Mm -hmm. what, you know, what we, um, the little bit that we have um to really dive deep and get past that. So um that is that it's a whole thing. <laughs> um but yes, the the more everyday reasons of why people hold on to things and um getting through like the way we shop, the way we think about our clothing, having um a, we love working in women's closets in particular because Mm. our, the way we dress and our clothing speaks of how we want to present ourselves to the world. Um, and how it's in, um, our confidence and how we put ourselves out there. And so we don't want people's closets filled with clothes in a range of three sizes or, um, things that, Need repair or or anything like that because when you face that closet every day, um, you're met with negative first thing in the morning, and whether you mm. realize it or not, you're it's coming into your subconscious of like, oh, well that section of clothes I can't fit in, or this you know thing is. and, you're and, and talking it's talking
0: to me. <laughs> okay, you're talking to me.
1: And okay, I like, <laughs> absolutely understand because we have all been there, um, but we want your closet to be a place where you walk in and feel confident and know that everything that's in there whatever you're going to grab that day you feel great in it you look great in it you are meeting the world with confidence um and it's not going to hinder you in your day
0: oh man i love that there's so much more involved than I would yeah. have ever expected. So I, one of my questions was going to be, uh, which you kind of already, already hit, but what is one of the, um, what's a myth or a common misconception mm. about your profession that you'd like to just debunk right here in front of everybody? <laughs> um,
1: gosh. So I'll I'll have two. I'll have a quick one and a little bit longer one. So the quick Hit one is it. it's it's not all rainbows, okay? That's the first really. Quick <laughs> <one>. <laughs> that's not what organizing is. Um, but the biggest one, and I'll probably get a little bit emotional about it because that's just who I am. But, um, is you were not disorganized like as a person, so often. People categorize themselves be- because of what they've read or they've been told or um, they've heard over and over again that they're disorganized or they can't be organized or they're a mess or anything like that. And it's just, it's just not true. Um, every person has their own way of organizing. Like your brain organizes in a specific way. And so, you as a person are not disorganized. You just organize differently, and maybe we haven't discovered the way that you organize yet. So, when I say we haven't discovered, I don't mean as a society, but either through you know self exploration or along with somebody figuring out how your brain sees things, how your brain processes things, that's the way you are organized. So that may be. Um, you're a very visual person. And so whenever you can't put things in a wooden bin and close a cabinet door on it, because then it doesn't exist to you anymore, or it's mm. extremely difficult to relocate. So, you know, using things like taking doors off cabinets, taking doors off closets, um, using clear bins, maybe we don't file fold. you because that doesn't make sense to your brain and so throwing pajamas in a crazy mix sometimes works for some people and that's fine. Um, It's finding the way that your brain works to create a system to organize in that way to make it easy for your brain to make decisions and so you are organized as a person. Um, It's just figuring out the way that your brain sees things and
0: uncovering that organization. I love that. So much of that goes into your psychology and sociology background, the more of that. And this is something I work on constantly all the time, not to say, oh, I'm too much, or I, you know, right. I'm this, or I'm that, or I'm disorganized. It's just so reinforcing to our brains to say those things, yeah. to to yes. change that language and have you available there to say, no, we just haven't figured out how you do it yet. And that's why I'm yeah. here to be your guide and help you to yes, uncover absolutely. those things. How valuable. I mean, so you're not just organizing people's pantries. I mean, it's like <laughs> you're organizing their lives and their own, their souls. <laughs> I have <laughs> that's had just one client so say that to me. <laughs> yeah. I bet, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a very gratifying thing to bring someone in that you think, all right, well, they're going to help me get my pantry organized and leave. When you leave, they've got a whole new perspective on life.
1: Yes, yeah. And of course it's 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 as open as the client is to that. Because sometimes (laughs) people like they're like, I just need you to like make this drawer like super organized and have all the labels. And so like we run the gamut, we see clients of all those different things, but it is extra special to us whenever that client trusts us in such a way to let us see that part Mm -hmm. of them. And speak into it and then leave we leave that client with a completely different understanding of yeah. how they they can live a more organized life just the way they are.
0: That's yeah. awesome. You're not trying to change them. You're just trying to work with no. them and their and their uh and the way they do things. Do you find Absolutely. that a lot of people that come to you are embarrassed or they struggle to reach out because they're embarrassed about their spaces and what they've yes. got in front of them?
1: Yeah. A lot of, a lot of times, um, there was even one in particular, um, I, I think it was just during the consultation and she had showed us the rest of the home and we'd gotten to her bedroom and bless her heart. She was so, she was so, um, overwhelmed to show that part of her home to somebody. And mm. so we just, we did a quick breathing exercise And we like when we breathed out, we twisted the knob and opened the door. And so, I mean, some people it is extremely difficult, but we're absolutely not here to judge. We have seen all levels, we've seen the worst of the worst. Um, we've found all the things (laughs)
0: that (laughs) people could ever find in a home.
1: Um, so we will definitely. We're not going to judge you in any way, shape, or form. We're not going to make you feel small um, for the current state of things. We just want to help you make it better. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. What would you say is the most common ask that you, or the most common um, project that you undertake?
1: I would say kitchens and master closets are pretty close, mm-hmm. pretty close together.
0: hmm and once you get that kitchen or that master closet, do you find that the clients are going, all right, now what else can you organize yes. for me? <laughs> yes.
1: More often than not, absolutely. They're like, oh, you know, I have this extra room or the, you know, the garage or um, sometimes even the attic or um their kids' room or anything like that, a living closet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oh, what can what can we do over here? Do you have ideas for this? And then yes, that winds up what happens a lot is that we keep working throughout the space.
0: Yeah, I would think that. I mean, initially, I, I would have thought that your ideal client was kind of a young or middle aged woman, mom, busy professional. Mm-hmm. But but it sounds like it could be men, garages all, Who else, who is your ideal client and who else can you serve that we may not think of?
1: Sure. Um, So our ideal client is overwhelmed moms. Um, That's, you know, I, we have all been in that spot. Um, Mm -hmm. All the women that work with me, we've been in that, you know, young kids, the house is a rag, no matter what we do, there's no time for anything, completely overwhelmed. And so that's, that's our, um, our main place where we normally start with people but mm-hmm. it has literally run from gosh like a 25 year old college like fresh out of college student mm-hmm. um third let's see like 35 year old male who wanted to get his garage in order while his wife was out of town that was fun mm-hmm. one. um he he had a honeydew and he hired someone else to do
0: that a <laughs> smart man right there I love it yeah all right man um, and then listening here listen up listen up do your yes. wife a favor and call <laughs> megan when she gives you that honey-do list and that is genius
1: yep and then all the way up to um let's see i think she's 85 an 85 year old um lady oh no i'm sorry we had a 91 year old um like so we've worked in assisted living homes um okay. we have worked with um older clients who know that downsizing is coming and mm-hmm. so they want to um go through the stuff themselves before it becomes um it, on their family shoulders um mm. we have helped with people uh after medical um issues like strokes mm. and surgery mm-hmm um we have helped after deaths um just all kinds of things and and we really we do enjoy serving all of those people um and it's really neat to experience their stories and um different things that people wind up sharing with you during that time
0: yeah, I'll bet it's a really vulnerable time for someone to to hire you during those those transitional periods. But a, what a perfect time to to hire you to come in when you're moving, packing up or unpacking. Absolutely. Uh yeah. so that sounds like um Realtors would be an excellent referral partner for you.
1: <laughs> yes, they absolutely can be. Yeah,
0: yeah. for sure. So what's, what's some, some free tips you can give our listeners here on something they can do on their own in maybe Mm -hmm. a small space, a solution uh, that they may be able to carry out on their own before they take the leap to, to work with you.
1: Yeah. Um, So the biggest tip is like, just starting with 10 or 15 minutes um, and tackling one drawer.
0: Like,
1: mm-hmm. let's you know do the junk drawer in the kitchen, and we take everything out of that drawer, and we categorize it so that we have like all the pens and pencils one place and the coupons and the little things that wind up in the drawer that are pieces to something else. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> You've been in my kitchen today, I think.
1: <laughs> every every kitchen across the across the world, it's there. Yeah, um, but then seeing like okay I've got this many of that and this many of this and I really don't need 10 you know half used pens let's pare those down like maybe we'll keep three in that drawer Um, and you can do that across the different categories so once you move from junk drawer to utensil drawer um, you know even towels and pot holders we normally wind up with way more of whatever it is in that space than we actually need, because we just add things to our spaces instead of taking out the old. Cause like we went mm-hmm. and bought that new thing because we didn't like, or the one that we have wasn't functioning well. <laughs> and But then we forget to take that old one out. Um, yeah. So seeing how many you have of each thing, paring down. Um, and then if you need some kind of drawer insert or something, adding that back in, um, and then organizing into the the different compartments. Um, Drawer organizers are your best, best, best friend. Um, Whether it's a clothing drawer or it's a kitchen drawer or a bathroom drawer, having those little homes so that, okay, this is the battery section or this is like the ponytail holder section. Once you've outgrown that, it's, it's um, it's a trigger to say, okay, I need to go through these and throw out the ones that aren't working anymore, or um, it's empty. Now it's time to get some more. And that's that's the big thing behind having those dividers is creating a space that says, okay, when I reach this max, now it's time to do something about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so relatable. I just bought some new plates. And when it came time to pull the old plates that I hated and were mismatched and chips out, I went, should I save a couple of these just in case? And like, <laughs> why do we think that way? I just bought yeah. a new set. Give them to the kid or whatever. Yeah. Donate them to someone. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's so the so one somewhere
1: they're going to be loved and used
0: exactly exactly I'm sure it's so hard for people to to let go and like just or especially if you have to throw it away you feel like you're Mm -hmm. wasting it somehow but Mm -hmm. do you have partnerships with people that you donate items to that are we do
1: we we normally ask our clients if they have a preferred um charitable organization they like to donate to um but uh depending on the Clients, sometimes they'll say, Oh, you know, Goodwill is fine, or, you know, we'll do a major pickup with like Habitat for Community or something. Um, But we really love giving to like Infant Crisis Services and to Dress for Success and um, local domestic shelters, local homeless shelters, where they're going to reuse those for the clients that they serve, um, or they'll be resold to help the clients that they serve in particular. So that's really.
0: That's really great. I love it. Freaking wholesome.
1: Like, it's just
0: (laughs) all the way around. Like, the whole thing is just so good. Oh, man. So, leading into that, um, about the charitable organizations, are there local nonprofits that you're involved with or charitable organizations that you uh, work with and deal with
1: outside of the business that you're passionate
0: about? So, um, we have not
1: worked with them yet, but I recently spoke with and I'm gonna get the name wrong probably, Uh, but I believe it's Home and Heart, um, and they do um, like interior design work for people that they have to apply, and for people that are needing um, new home um, piece, like furniture decor, things like that, or Mm -hmm. like a makeover after, uh, they, they do a lot for like single moms or people who are, um, who have been homeless and they're in a new space. Um, ah. so they, I love their mission. Um, I think it's called home and heart Makeovers. Pretty sure that's what that's called. Um, but they are really tremendous. And so we've recently spoken with them about partnering with them on volunteering, um, our time right. to, to help with those projects, um. And then just one of the places that we donate to often um, that I really enjoy is a thrift store in Norman called Outreach Thrift Store. And they're on 24th, it's right in front of the Walmart on the west, no, east side of town. Um, But their sales, a portion of their sales go to a domestic violence home that's there in Norman. And they also have those women come in and shop for things there ah. for free. So we really, really enjoy donating to them and getting to use them when we're in the more Norman area to donate from different clients.
0: That's fantastic. I love that that businesses can be exposed and partner with for-profit and not for profit and make such a wonderful synergy um, yeah. together. So that's awesome. All right. Well what else? what's something uh, what's a what's a megan' story what's the what's the story that kind of keeps popping back up that that seems to really define you? <laughs> um, gosh,
1: I don't know like outside of business or yeah,
0: outside of business what what do you find that your friends and family see what's that lean in moment you know you've got those stories that you know nobody wants to hear from me about marketing or when I was a nurse or they want to hear about when I weighed two, uh, you know almost 300 pounds or those are like the what what's your what story
1: oh I don't know that I mean I'm sure that I do but I don't feel like I have one um gosh I don't know I think I mean that's probably the most brazen thing that I've done is go into business for myself yeah um I don't know I'm always open to new adventures um so maybe that that's like the (laughs) what's big enough to now yeah Um, exactly like I mentioned that we lived in Nashville for a year and so yeah My husband and I both are just very open to new and different opportunities. Um, When does the podcast come out?
0: Uh, It's probably within the next month.
1: Okay. So um, I was trying to see like what's safe to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like our biggest one is we are working towards moving to Vermont. So um cross wow. country and um that's that's kind of our MO. Like we moved to Guthrie um somewhat on a whim to pursue um a better educational um opportunity for our kids. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just that's just what we do. And like one of our when we had kids, um I originally went back to work and then we were just like, nope, that's the wrong call, like whatever it is. Um, like so I quit my job without you know, knowing what was next or what was coming. And because that was the best thing for us. And so now the next thing on the horizon for us is this, um, move that we're pursuing to Vermont, um, uh, somewhat for our kids, but for us as a family. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, it's just a whole new situation and way of life. And, um, the business will stay here, um, okay. as well. So my team will continue being one less stress here. And then, um, there, there may be a one less stress Vermont as well, whenever wow. we get there.
0: So that takes that. volumes to what you've been able to put into place over these since 2017 with building your team and being able to, I think that's every entrepreneur's dream is to be able to <laughs> step out and the business continues to run. Yep. And and that delegating that you've been able to let go of that tight grip on is is allowing yeah. you the freedom to move to Vermont or wherever you want to live. I love it. Yeah. That's fantastic. What what freedom that we can have in in business yeah. ownership. So that's awesome. So let's see. What would you say was kind of a I know you already said that you wanted to uh, or that it was tough to let go of the delegation but um has there been a moment of failure
1: where you thought oh this was not gonna work oh sure um, I mean there's there's still ups and downs um, in our business but there especially you know in the first two or three years there was just like these long pauses of nothing um, no work coming in no um, inquiries or anything like that and it was just like oh I picked the wrong thing like this is gonna you know not be something that can continue or there's always a lot of self-doubt or um, imposter syndrome or things like that where I see you know new people coming onto the scene all the time it seems like of new organizers and especially with the shows that are coming out more about organizing and so more people are aware that oh this yeah. is a business and i can do it mm-hmm. um which is fantastic and it really does speak to the whole um as organizing you know everywhere and of course you know the more people that know about it the better it is for all of us but i think so often that imposter syndrome kind of comes in and goes well but not you not not this yeah. time not you yeah. know, like what, why are you, you know, any better or different or whatever that is. And so that is a massive thing. I think for, I mean, if an entrepreneur has not experienced that, like they're extremely gifted in confidence, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but that's I mean, a really big thing that no matter how many years that I've been in business there, you know, it creeps in every so often. It's like, oh that's it's just all gonna go away or it, you know it's not there's gonna be you know that person's gonna be bigger and better or doing bigger and better things and um fighting that your own mind about those things is is mm-hmm. one of the really big things yeah
0: how have you how have you used your psychology degree and experience to tell our listeners how do we get over that? Because I know I feel it, you feel it, they feel it. You've obviously been able to have a successful business for five years, able to step out and potentially even move to another state with it still running. So you've got a good thing going. How do we get over that negative mm. self-talk and, and just do the thing? It's so easy to say, yeah. just do the thing, but right, it's, hard. I mean, it's so it's- hard.
1: Yes, it's a lot of, um, introspection. It's a lot of learning about yourself and your own personality. And I think any tool I'm always, I always want to learn more about, um, myself or how my mind works. And so any tool that's like, you know, personality related, like Enneagram or, um, what's, um, I can't think of what the other one is called. I can tell you what I am in it. Uh, Myers-Briggs or like the disc assessment or any of those things. Like those are so valuable because Mm -hmm. they not only tell you like where you're kind of coming from, but like why your mind goes there and can often like tell you things like, okay, how do we get back out of that? Um, And then the other side of that is investing in myself over and over and over and over again so whether that looks like um you know hiring a business coach uh an accountability coach going on retreats with other business people uh, being in masterminds like I have to have that in my Mm -hmm. business to fight back against those ideas because having those other people pour into me and that third party who sees who just sees you, the, the overview of you and your business and knows what you're capable of is extremely invaluable. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, networking with other people that you know are like-minded with you and um, they're going to being a part of those kinds of groups um, and giving that feedback is going to be what helps you fight that thing and being as self-aware as as you possibly can um mm-hmm. so that's been the biggest the biggest way to fight back against
0: that that's so good coming uh, I mean for me coming from private industry I was a registered nurse for many years and mm-hmm. took off almost a decade due to my own health and when I came into business ownership I had no idea these things that you just talked about existed I had no idea there were masterminds and other you know networking Why would I want to go to a networking group and meet someone that's not my neighbor, my friend, my family, or someone I go to church with? Why would I want to do that? I don't know these people. Why do I want to talk to them? I don't even know what networking was. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, for, for anyone out there thinking about starting your own business, take the advice of Megan here. Get yourself connected with mastermind groups, networking groups, get yourself in front of people and tell them what you do. Take that leap of faith. No one knows. How are we going to expect people to do business with us if they don't even know we are even thinking right. about starting a business? Yeah. It's a scary step to take, but, but connecting yourself with those people who see you how you really are. I was in a mastermind uh, for branding uh, here about a few months ago in Dallas, and and one of the speakers said, it's not what I think about me. It's not what you think about me. It's what I think you think about me mm-hmm. that matters. And I went, wait a minute. Now he's on to something. You know, <laughs> we we have these things, these stories we tell ourselves yeah. in our head, like I'm disorganized. I'll yeah. never have a pantry that looks like Megan's. I'll, you know, all these things we just say over and over mm-hmm. to ourselves, that's what matters to our brains. And that's not what really matters. Yeah. And that's not how others see us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today, Megan. I appreciate it so yeah, much. Where you. can where can our listeners find you? If they need organization and uh, uh, one less stress in their life, how <laughs> do they connect with Megan Rogers?
1: So our website is um, www.onelessstressok.com. Right. Um, and then um, we're on socials um at that as well so at one less stress okay on instagram facebook pinterest we don't do the tiktok yet
0: (laughs) wait we're all easing into the tiktokies i think (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> we just learning reels so it's, it's slow
0: <laughs> yes yes I'm right there with you all right well I you've given me so much value today Megan is there is there any questions that I could answer for you about marketing or any tips that you're looking for or anything that could maybe help you that I could give
1: sure um let's see so outside of the the socials like what are what are the top marketing things that you tell clients um to make sure that they're taking part in or they're visible on.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh well first of all a website you've got that you which is great. Um it, people long are the days gone are the days that being listed in the phone book and word of mouth was enough right. because even when we receive a referral, a verbal referral from someone we already know like and trust 99% of people are going to head straight to the internet and check out those reviews. They're going to look at the website, they're going to look at the reviews. So just being there, first of all, is, is key. Um, and then of course your socials. Uh, but the number one thing that the business owners can invest in for their long term is SEO as, in, as, as it relates to the digital space, that search engine optimization, which is something that yeah. you pay into for a long time, takes a long time, but eventually, it ranks and that being a top ranked website on Google is the best thing you can do because we can all run ads, but ads Mm -hmm. are like a light switch. turn them on, leads come in, we turn them off. And all the money we've poured into those ads is lost. We don't get to keep anything for that effort. So Mm -hmm. search engine optimization and doing things, even doing things on your own, like on your website, if you have a blog, write Mm -hmm. articles that answer the questions that people are asking about your industry. Like the question I asked you today, what's one easy thing, put out a blog article about three steps you can take to to feel more organized today. You know, things like that. People that are people that are asking those questions, because all search engine optimization is really is, um, is putting out, well, not all of this, but a big part of it is putting out content that answers questions that Google searches or searchers are asking. So a blog or content on your website that's talking about your industry, that answering questions about your industry, giving free resources to people uh, can take you a long way. And then just making sure that all of your local listings are the same across all the platforms. So your Google Mm -hmm. My Business listing, the Yelp, all those things, having the exact same name address and phone number across the board creates that brand consistency. So that's something that you could do um, on your own to to help things out. Um, But Well, I appreciate you so much for joining us on Queen's Thank you so much
1: for having me today.
0: Absolutely. Uh, We are so proud to be shining a light on women that are making a difference in their business, their communities, and their industries. And it is time that the creators and influencers and the doers of this world, which I feel like are greatly women be highlighted and be shown upon. So thank you so much for being my guest, Megan. And we will direct everyone to your website at onelessstressok.com. Reach out to Megan. What's your phone number, Megan, if people wanna call?
1: 405-210-0342.
0: All right, you heard it here on Queen's Lead. We are happy to have Megan Rogers with One Less Stress or Professional Organizing in Oklahoma City and potentially coming to you in Vermont
1: soon. Thanks so much, Amy. Have a great time.
0: Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Bye-bye.